What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Welcome to Right and Wrong. This is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day. I am your host for the show. My name is Brian Ruka, and with me as always over there is my man, producer Juice, the Juice Box. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Juice Box. He goes by truth these days, ladies and gentlemen, because all he does is tell the truth. Isn't that right, my friend? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's great to be here today. I'm sure you're pretty happy over there as well, isn't that right? You excited for today's show? Because I know I am. We got a lot of things to get to today. Big, big show on board for everybody out there in the right and wrong community. We're going to talk about the murder uh, attempt on Justice Kavanaugh, the uh, the plot to kill him before this big decision gets released from the Supreme Court, expected to overturn Roe versus Wade, um, and how the left-wing media barely told you anything about it. We're also going to talk about uh, what they're doing here in Boston from the city council when they just set a proposal out to Queen Wu herself to shave $13 million off the upcoming yearly budget that she submitted. And guess where they want to take that $13 million from? What do you think, Juice? What do you think? You know where it's coming from. The police budget, of course. We're also going to get into how a gay bar in Dallas hosted a drag show. For children. Yes, that's right. A drag show that was kid-friendly, where they had kids walking the walking the catwalk, as they call it, yeah, with some of the drag walk. queens. And <laughs> our Come On Man segment of the day, we're going to figure out the best kind of foods that you can eat if you really aspire to be the bottom part of a... Um, <laughs> of a the, oh, I can't even say it. If you aspire to be the bottom in a gay relationship... This company is going to tell you which kind of foods to uh, to eat and which ones to avoid. You got to hear this one to believe it. But before we get into all that stuff on the show today, why don't we uh, give another try at this exciting new segment that we brought to last week's show. The uh, rights and wrongs of the week is what we're calling it. Got some great feedback from everybody about this thing. Lots of positive comments everywhere. Plenty of them coming just in my own imagination, in my head. And uh, from Juice, too. I think just the two of us telling each other how great of a segment it was. <laughs> but we're going to keep doing it. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this one. We're going to flip the script this week, though. And we will begin with the rights this week. Right, men. Turn about. <laughs> so let's lead it, lead it off on a positive note today. All right. And we'll save those wrongs for a little bit later in the show. So... Without further ado, the number five right of the week is AOC. Yes, that's right. AOC. She did something right for once. You want to hear what it is? All right. Why don't you let them know, Juice? I just want to ask uh, about President Biden. He is saying he's going to run again in 2024. Will you support him? You know, if the president chooses uh, to run again in 2024, I mean, first of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now. Uh, and preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But 
Um, but I think if if the president has a vision, then that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the when the time comes. That's not a yes. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we should okay. endorse when we get to it. But I, I, I believe that the president has been doing a very good job uh, so far. And, um, you know, should he run again? I think that I, you know, I think it's it's we'll take a look at it. Okay, <laughs> but right now we need to focus on winning a majority instead of a presidential election. <laughs> you like that? She cracked herself up with that one. <laughs> Would you look at it? We'll take a look at it. Why don't we just look at it? Right. <laughs> oh, this lady. I, it pains me to have to say that she's right. But you know what? She actually is right about the fact that it's um, 2022, I believe. Right? Right? Right. Yes, it is. Um, but there's no reason why you should be picking presidential nominees uh, two years before the election. So I'll, I'll at least say she's right there, even though that's not the reason why she refused to endorse Biden. She refused to endorse him because he's sleepy Joe, who's doing a terrible job and she knows he's garbage and has no chance at winning again. So she's not going to come out and get behind him, but she also doesn't want to throw him under the bus and just admit that they're doing a terrible job and they have no chance so she's pretending, playing along, and uh, trying to be coy about it. But uh, for that, at least, AOC, we will give you a right. Our number four right of the week is, according to CNBC headline from last end of last week, U.S. drops testing requirement for international travelers. Yay! I mean, again, this is another one that, like, it pains me a little bit to call this right because... Uh, what are we waiting for? And we shouldn't be praising these people for giving back a little bit of our dignity and freedom. It's annoying that I have to consider this a right, but it is, and it is right to remove this, but it should have happened a long, long time ago. We all know that. Regardless of that, um, now you do not have to shove a nasty piece, <laughs> a nasty Q-tip up your nose and uh, swab it around a bunch of times in order to get on a plane and come into this country. So that's a positive thing. I was very serious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one, Juice. Number three, right of the week. This one is for all of my hosts and buddies over at the Daily Wire. I will give them a big, 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 big right for being willing to call out Fox News for airing this ridiculous piece of propaganda on their airwaves last Friday. Listen to this. Before Ryland could even speak, he managed to tell his parents that he is a boy. I could just see it. It wasn't him trying to be a brat. It was like painful. It was truly painful for him to have to wear feminine clothing and, and for us constantly telling him that you're a girl. Did you guys catch that at the beginning of the piece? Before he could even talk, he knew... That he was not a girl before he could talk. Let that sink in a little bit. That's a kid who's dropping deuces in their diaper, possibly still feeding from his mother's breast and um, going to sleep with a binky in his mouth. But that kid is old enough, mature enough and wise enough to tell his parents that he, in fact, is a boy, not a girl. Hmm. Makes you wonder if that's what the parents wanted it to be. Did the parents want to have one boy and one girl to have their happy little family that they have? Yes, I think that's what happened. 
But the reason this is a right is because the Daily Wire hosts all called out Fox News for airing this. Yes, that's right. This was not on CNN or MSNBC or The View. This was on Fox News. Are you kidding me? Fox, you're supposed to be a conservative news source. What are you doing? That is absolutely abandoning your entire viewership. And the reason that the Daily Wire guys are earning my respect and getting a right this week is because um, every one of those people on the Daily Wire has been on Fox News before in some capacity as a guest, and they're able to promote the stuff that they're doing. So they they can make money off of the audience that they get exposed to via Fox News. So the fact that these guys at least were willing to stand up and put their money where their mouth is and call out Fox News for being for abandoning conservatives over a piece like this. Amen to you guys. Good job, Daily Wire. Our number two. Number two. Sorry, I, I'll stop doing that. I got to stop doing that. Maybe my man over there, Juice, will find an actual um, little clip of of the real guy saying it. So you have to stop hearing my horrible impression one of these days. <laughs> But the number two. Number two. Right of the week, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays players for refusing to put the pride patch on their uniforms in honor of Pride Month or Pride Night, whatever it was at the stadium. I think there was about five players. Yes, the Devil Rays. (laughs) I know they're not called that anymore, but that's what they are to me. Okay. And maybe they sold their soul to the devil by honoring this um, fictitious month of celebration sexual celebration whatever it is um but you know what whether you agree with these guys disagree with these guys it takes some big kahunis some big stones for uh them to say nope i'm not gonna wear the patch on my jersey i i don't you know think that this should be celebrated they came out and said hey no ill will against anybody but i also don't need to condone this either and celebrate it myself so Good job, guys. Keep up the good work. And our number one right of the week goes to none other than former President Donald Trump. <laughs> I know that the, the reasons are endless on why we could be given uh, President Trump the number one right of the week. But why don't you take a listen to this compilation that got put in place by um, at Maze Moore on Twitter. Just a regular bunch of uh, guys that just, just doing this stuff for fun and happen to be retweeted over one million times out there. So those guys put out a tweet thanking all the uh, Dave Rubens of the world for retweeting this this thing that they put together because it's, it's gold. But why don't you take a listen to... <laughs> The prediction that Donald J. Trump made for for the state of our country if we happen to elect Sleepy Joe to be our president. Take a look at this. They're coming for your guns. They're coming for your jobs. And they're coming for your freedom. They hate American energy and Joe Biden will shut it all down. He's going to. Biden's elected. He will wipe out your energy industry. Gas prices going five, six, seven dollars for a gallon. Flood your communities with criminal aliens, drugs and crime while they live behind beautiful gated compounds. Spent trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, fighting foreign wars and defending foreign borders. Do you want to use the word recession or depression? 
<laughs> I'll say depression, President Trump. Yes, we're in a we're in a depressing recession right about now, and it's ninety percent due to Sleepy Joe and all the rest of the Democrats that are in power right now. Just the Democrats for you. You know it. I know it. We know what's right. They're wrong. We're right, and that's all there is to it. But thank you, Mr. President, for earning that uh, glorious spot as our number one right of the week. All right. Uh, now that we're done with that whole bit, I guess there's only one thing left to do, Mr. Juicebox. Why don't we hear from our good friend, Ric Flair? Because guess what? It is showtime, baby. Woo! Showtime! Woo! 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 All right. Gotta love doing those rights and wrongs, huh? How about those rights this week? That was a lot of fun. But since we just featured the Daily Wire hosts, why don't we stick on the theme there and uh, let you guys know that yours truly was featured on the Michael Knowles show last week. Yeah, I got one of my questions uh, answered by Michael in his voice mailbag segment that he does now. So just fired off a question to Mr. Knowles and he was uh, gracious enough to give it an answer. So, Juice, I think you were able to pull the audio, right? Why don't we go to um, just a fantastic voice in the conservative world, uh, Mr. Brian Ruka here. Let's let let's hear what he had to say. Juice, how would you how do you answer the question about the Catholic religion and the Catholic faith dealing with homosexuality? I do believe that marriage is between a man and a a man and a woman, but um, the reality is there are people that I love, that my wife loves, that our family loves that have chosen a lifestyle of homosexuality and if that top when that topic comes up how can i confidently express my my love for them still but stay true to my faith in my religion oh what a wonderful question that was huh what a what a smart sounding eloquent um natural charismatic voice that just was <laughs> Uh, in reality, I'm like, excuse me, Michael, uh, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> um, all right, getting to my question there. I, I think it's important because, um, like I said there in the thing, I have no ill will against people that want to choose that type of a lifestyle. I just personally believe man and, and woman are made for each other. With That's the fit. It's the, it's the whole reason why... Uh, if you're on a job site and, and you're an electrician or whatever, you, you get a cord, you, you're looking to do something like that, use it. The male end goes into the female end, right? It's just kind of that that just makes sense. I'm sorry. I, I understand that we all have, you know, we all have our own wants, desires, preferences, but that was the idea when God created us. That's what we were designed to do. Man, was designed for woman, woman designed for for man, and we were we're here to procreate. So that's what it's all all about. And no, like I said, no ill will. But God forbid you say that or you think that. It's been my experience that you, you can't even voice that without being considered a homophobe, a bigot, or old fashioned, whatever it may be. And I don't appreciate that. I don't think that's cool. You don't need me to approve your lifestyle, but you also shouldn't have the ability and shouldn't have the right to put it on full display and shove it down my throat 
for an entire month and expect me to just smile and, and go along with it and act like everything's great, normal and fine, because I don't think that's right either. So, um, you know, that's my two cents, I guess. Let's hear what Michael had to say. Really, really great question. Something that Christians and Jews and Muslims and people who have any traditional view of sexual ethics struggle with. Because you, you, the way that conservatives, Christians, whatever, are represented in the culture on this issue is that we're hateful phobes. We hate gay people. We want to throw them off of rooftops. And you know, as you're describing right now, you know that is not the case. So how can you discuss this? I think you nailed it there. Um, you're right. You're right, Michael. I, I mean, I think the key there is that unless you have full-fledged praise and support of that lifestyle, anything other than that, you're considered a bigot and you're just called names and it's not cool. So I agree with what he said there. Let's see, let's see what else he, he uh, brought to the table for us. You have to begin, I think, with the observation that certainly Christianity makes, but so does Judaism, so does Islam, so do traditional cultures, that homosexuality is disordered, that, that man is made for woman, and woman is made for man, and man and woman is complem- are complementary, and that's the way it goes, and that's how we propagate the species, and that's how the world turns around in many ways. That's not a hateful thing to say. That's just a fact. But that's the problem, Michael. That would be considered a hateful thing to say in today's society, today's twisted society, which I agree with what he said in his answer there. But the problem is that I don't think there's enough people that would come to that base that he's asking us to start at. Okay, let's agree to to this parameter of a discussion um, and then we can delve into the issue from there. I don't think that a lot of the leftists would even grant that notion to begin the conversation and forget about it. If you're um, on social media or anything about it, obviously it's not going anywhere from there. So, um, but let's see what else he had to say. Even your gay friends, I think would admit this isn't the way it's supposed to be. This isn't the normal thing, right? It's by definition, it's abnormal. So if you begin from that place, I think the rest of your views on sexual ethics will be much easier to discuss. You say, okay, if that's disordered, then what would be rightly ordered? Uh, what, what are men and women supposed to do with one another? What obligations do I have? Uh, what does the natural law say about this? What does revealed religion say about this? And how has this worked throughout history? This is not to say that you need to be mean and cruel to your gay friends and family members. Divorce is wrong too. Does, does the, should you get divorced? No. Uh, does this mean that you can never speak to a divorced person? You can never have a divorced person over to dinner? No, it doesn't mean that either. Does it mean that you need to disown your family that gets divorced or that doesn't get married in the church or that doesn't do this? That, no, it doesn't, I don't think it means any of that. But on the flip side, you also don't need to lie about, about your beliefs or about things that have been plainly understood for most of human history until very recently. See, but I think that is the, um, I think that's the, the sticking point is I agree with the way he said everything there um, and, and the way he kind of, he kind of laid it out. But the problem is uh, I don't think enough people would, would even grant that. I think you would be considered, um, you know, evil or, or mean if you 
have any contradiction to the you know standard of today the way it's treated today and that is a tough you know it's still a tough spot because what do we give into what desires do we pursue and i get i don't get it i guess it's it's a complex issue still and i can't relate but it also doesn't mean that i am hateful or bigoted about it i just believe that the traditional family calls for a man and a woman in procreation i just think that that is the what we were designed to do and i don't think that that's mean or or bigoted or awful or hateful at all and i also think that there's a big difference between a homosexual couple gay couple that is living their life doing their thing whatever whatever and the pride celebrations and the month-long celebrations and the parades and the the in-your-face sexualization of it all, of it all because at the end of the day i don't think that your sexual preferences in the bedroom should define who you are as a person and shouldn't make up everything about you as a person i think it's much deeper than that i think at the end of the day like you know you're married to someone you we're going to grow old and we're all going to look like prunes at the end of it all so i don't know that's my two cents about it all there's a difference between being accepted and being affirmed and championed and celebrated so I, I think there's a distinction there that's been lost along the way and i don't think you're a bad person for trying to point that out and notice it <laughs> shove it down my throat all right so i would hope that you guys have all heard by now that a uh, crazy leftist radical traveled from california to virginia in an attempt to try to murder justice brett kavanaugh you have, right? I mean, if you watch mainstream media, of course you would have not heard about this story. Um, I, guess I should have paused a little bit more for the dramatic effect there. What do you think, Juice? I don't know. But I can't believe they, this was not headline news. Imagine. Can you just imagine if anybody ever had an assassination plan and got busted on the way to Ruth Bader Ginsburg's house, on the way to murder her? That's all we would be hearing about. We would, we'd be hearing about that for the next seven years. This is insane. This thing lasted maybe seven minutes in the news cycle on the mainstream media. But why did this happen? Oh, because this nut job thought it would be a good to all humanity if he murdered Kavanaugh. I'm assuming since he was planning on going to his house, his wife and kids as well. And that would have been a net good, a positive for the world because it would have prevented the Supreme Court from being able to release their ruling um, that is set to override Roe versus Wade. Can j just wrap your head around that for a minute? Do you wonder why that opinion was leaked before it's been made official? This is why, ladies and gentlemen, the crazies on the left wanted this to be out there because they know there's enough nut jobs on their side that would be willing to go down for the cause willing to go to jail forever or murder-suicide type of situation, whatever it may be, in order for the, quote, greater good. This is insane. And the Supreme Court should be releasing this thing by now. I'm recording this thing on Wednesday. The show's coming out on Thursday. And I believe it's still not out. As At the time of recording, it's not been released. And I'm just like, what are we doing here? Get it out there. You're just giving them more and more time to try to do something to muck this up. And what do you think might have made the uh, crazies on the left think 
that something like this um, might be necessary for the greater good. I don't know, Juice. You wanna you wanna show us? You wanna or, or you wanna let us know? How about something like this? This might have helped um, raise the temperature a little bit. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Yeah, that was Chuck Schumer. That sound like something that the the sacred January 6th uh, threats on democracy people wouldn't look too kindly on? Is is that what they thought like President Trump might have been doing um, to his supporters that bef- before they went into the Capitol building? Yeah, um, that was Chuck Schumer outside the Supreme Court screaming and turning all red in the face. And then shortly afterwards, you got people trying to kill a justice over it. Is there a connection there? I mean, I, I personally don't think there should be. But for all the people that want to try to um, say Trump, who says a lot of stupid things, but also said mostly pe- go go peacefully protest. <laughs> See, I almost Freudian slipped there. Mostly peaceful protest. Sorry, that's the um, riots, the George Floyd, ri- George Floyd riots of 2020. But this one, President Trump said, go peacefully protest. And they want to impeach the guy over it. And they have all these hearings. Schumer does that in crickets. But I'm sure, you know, Pippi Longstocking, she would have been de-escalating all this when she was still the press secretary, right? She wouldn't fall victim to or, or contribute to that type of vicious rhetoric, would she? Let's pull this one. How about how about this, Juice? The president's long-standing view has been that violence, threats, and imita- intimidation of any kind have no place in political discourse. And we believe, of course, in peaceful protests. What I do find is interesting, um, and I think most many people have noted, is that there are voices on the right who have called out um, this uh, protests that are happening uh, while remaining silent for years on protests that have happened outside of the homes of school board members, the Michigan Secretary of State, or including threats made to women seeking reproductive health care or even an insurrection against our capital. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date, and we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes, and that's the president's position. But the silence is pretty deafening about all of the other intimidation that we've seen to a number of people. (laughs) <laughs> All right. That's the way they want to go with it. I guess Saki and the president, who she was speaking for at that time, um, I guess they forgot that it's actually illegal to protest outside of judges' homes. And it's illegal to do that in the attempt to overthrow a decision. What would you call what's been going on outside these conservative judges' homes for the past three months now since this ridiculous leak? But this is how twisted America has become nowadays remember folks remember that john adams quote the constitution is made for a moral and religious people only there's nothing moral or religious about advocating for the destruction of human life from mothers from the very mothers who are supposed to protect their babies you're telling me those are moral people guys we've become what the israelites were at the base of mount sinai We're a destructed, broken society. It really is sad. That's it. 
we're, we're, we're coming to a breaking point, but who's the one that's going to step up? Who's going to show us the right way? This is getting out of control. What about this one? This is one, one last one I want to play for you guys from Peppermint Patty there, Pippi Longstocking. So this was before um, the murder plot happened, but she was doing like a um, uh, press-like thing. She was do, doing a Q&A for some sort of outlet where she was, and this was the question that she got asked by, um, by I think, a student. So, Juice, you got that, right? A week ago, after the Roe v. Wade protests were happening in front of the Supreme Court justices' houses, you said, and I quote, um, we certainly can continue to encourage that people protest outside of judges' homes. I now, never said that. I'm quoting from... I said peacefully. Yeah, sure, peacefully. That's a key word in there, isn't Peacefully, it? regardless, they're protesting because they're trying to impact the results. It's a federal crime to protest outside of justices' homes to impact the results. So my question is, do you regret encouraging people to protest outside of justices' homes? Even if it is peaceful, it still is a federal crime. Well, first, thank you for your question and bring it forward. Ugh, I hate that first. Thank you for your question and bringing it forward. Ugh, so fake and condescending. But go ahead, continue. Let me first say, because I think facts matter and facts are important, I never, I never encouraged anyone to protest. I encouraged them to do engage peacefully and to do it without violence, without threats, and without intimidation. And that's something I said many, many times and I think is vitally important. It is also true that peacefully protesting in places where it is legal, and it is legal in many places in the country, including outside of some places in the country, for sure, is something that is, that is allowed. What? Outside of some places? Okay, well, this, was out, this is outside of judges' homes. That's what the kid's talking about. I think it's fine to protest outside of places, I guess. Like, she has nothing. She can't come up with the right thing to say because she's, she, they got her. Like, she said before, before she was able to, you know, get back and, and catch herself, when she first said this as, you know, taking questions from the press as the press secretary, she said that they encouraged them to peacefully protest outside of judges' houses. And then I'm sure she realized what a mistake that was. So now she's trying to say, yeah, I encourage people to protest um, outside of uh, 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 places that it is okay to do it in because you can protest outside of some places. I mean... I wonder what she's trying to signal there. I mean, we know what she what she believes and what she wants to happen. They want to intimidate these judges. Is she gonna like try to like be like, okay, well, we'll have them protest three houses down. So now they're not outside of the judge's house; they're just outside of his whole neighbor's house and everything like that. So these people are just absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what we're gonna do about them, but the Supreme Court, you need to release this opinion. You think the summer of twenty twenty was bad? Wait till the summer of 2022 comes and, and after this comes out, because this is the number one most important issue to the progressive leftists. This is their religion. So get ready. Liberals, I hate them so much. All right. So the next story on the agenda for us today is that the Boston City Council rejected Queen Wu's initial budget proposal that she put in, and they rejected it 
and sent back a new proposal with $13 million that they want to take off of the Boston police budget. Big surprise there, huh? To the Queen's defense, I will say that she uh, rejected their counter proposal, I guess, how that process works. But she um, she rejected it and said it was unrealistic to try and not budget for the overtime money for the police. So apparently, I think it, it wiggles down to now they're at like $10 million that Wu is um, insisting remains budgeted for Boston police overtime payments. You know I'm no fan of the Queen, but at least she's realistic about it. And that's what she said in her comments uh, as well, that no matter what, it's the, the city's mandated to, uh, well, I guess she can relate to that mayor mandate, right? But the city has to pay the police officers for performing work, and they have to have X amount of police officers when they have certain events, this, that, and the other thing. So whether they account for it or not, that money is eventually going to get spent. So Wu's point is we have to be realistic and, and include it in our budget and plan for it instead of allocating that money to a bunch of other garbage nonsense that the city council wants to do, like the blackmail advancement department or new urban mechanics, whatever that is. Um, so instead of shaving that money off the police budget and then still having to just go over budget and pay it eventually, she's saying, no, we're going to account for it right here in the budget. So I'll at least give her credit there. I don't know. City council, I'm disappointed by that. Apparently it was a unanimous um, rejection of Wu's original budget in their new proposal here that they sent back with the minus 13 for the police was apparently unanimous, which um, I find hard to believe, but I guess it was. Where's my man Frank Baker? Is he twitting, tweeting, twitting away on this one? Come on, pal. Got to pay for those police officers. But here's an idea. How about the Councilor Mejias of the world who, who want to grandstand all day long with their weird little hats that she likes to wear? Their, her her, her uh, French, what are those things called, Juice? Those, uh, what are they? Bonnets? No. Berets? Beret? Is that what it is? French beret? Oui. Not Pavel beret, right? <laughs> but, yeah, this Councilor, she's always like, like, she's a big, wants nothing to do with the police, um money for the police, none of that stuff. So I would say to her, okay, if you're not, you don't want this money to go to police officers, you have to stop picking and choosing some of these events that you're going to be able to uh, hold in the city. Maybe um, next June, we're not going to have the the huge pride events that we're having because we need police officers there to work overtime during it. Or how about, you know, sorry people over in Southie there, we're not going to have the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade next year because it's just, we can't afford the extra police officers the city council doesn't want to approve that money to uh, allocate for public safety. So we can't have everything we want. We can't have it all both ways either. So either you're going to have them and you're going to have your, your silly little events that you have all the time where you can take your pictures and walk around and think that you're on MTV still, or you can have some less events and you're not going to need the police to be there for them. And that will save you some money as well. Or, how about there's 81 city departments? Why don't you start shaving some of those off too, okay? All these uh, Woo's created 16 new departments since she's come on board. Why don't we save some money on that stuff? Or uh, I, I'm sure there's money we can save anywhere else. Somebody get me a cocktail napkin. 
I could uh, I could probably figure it out for us. These people, unbelievable. But uh, reluctantly, at least uh, at least the queen, the mayor mandate herself was realistic on this one and pushed back. Um, now the city council would have to vote. They'd have to get nine people to override nine of the 13 members would have to vote to override Wu's uh, proposed budget. So it's still very much in limbo and we will see, I will uh, be interested to see if this does end up getting to that, to that point where, um, where the council wants to reject it and see if they can get nine people to go against their queen. We shall see. I will keep you posted on this. All right. So before we jump into our next segment of the day, I promised you guys part two of our rights and wrongs of the week. So here we go. We're going to jump right into our wrongs of the week here on the right and wrong show. So the number five wrong of the week is the amount of young people walking around out there wearing masks still. What is wrong with these people? It, I cringe every time I see it. People in their 20s, early 30s, even, you know, anybody who's not like frail and old, like lumbering down the street should not have one of these on. Take the muzzles off. Go back to living your life. Stop living in fear and stop trying to um, virtue signal through facial diaper. All right, you knuckleheads. Number four. Speaking of young people. How about this privileged American that uh, seems to be triggered by the sight of an American flag? Am I the only one that, like, looks at American flags and I'm just like, ugh, ugh. Like, someone just came on the beach with American flag chair. And they're giving me a very, like, Trumpy vibe. I think American flag is, like, very Trumpy now, and I'm just like, I can't. I... Oh man, that's Juice's boy. He loves those noises there. Juice is uh Juice is gonna try to recruit this kid to join the team here at the Right and Wrong show for some reason, do some some uh other side of the fence reporting for us. <laughs> ew. Ew. Like, uh. <laughs> um but are you kidding me, kid? Come on, get over it. Trump Oh, American flag is so Trumpy. I'm like triggered. Like, get out of here. You are in the greatest country that's ever existed, living at a time where you have the privilege to sit around at a beach and judge people while taking videos of yourself because they have an American flag. Like, I hate to see what this kid would think of me and Juice showing up at the beach. I mean, forget the dad bods for a minute, but the two of us rocking American flag bathing suits looking for bald eagles to uh, boogie board on. The birds of It's incredible. I can't believe this kid with that, though. American flag. Now now we can't have American flags because it's going to trigger these uh, weak-minded millennials, or not even millennials, Gen Zers, I guess. Is that what they're called? I don't know. Who cares? But... That kid sucks. Number three, the January 6th primetime hearing event. I can't believe they're doing this thing. I'm glad that it got crushed in the ratings and uh, nobody's paying attention to it. 
I heard they might have had more viewers for uh, CNN Plus, that streaming service that lasted less than a month. Yeah, I think more people signed up for that thing than tuned into this January 6th um, congressional hearing, whatever it is. Ridiculous. Everybody knows it's it's nonsense, nothing we haven't already heard, and these people aren't serious. They don't care about it. They're using it as a political tool. If they cared, they would be doing the same thing about the summer riots of 2020, but they didn't. So, And they would have let some actual Republicans be on the committee, but they didn't. We don't have time for that, and you know, nobody in primetime has time for it either. Number two. Wrong of the week is AOC. Yes, AOC. She happens, first time someone has made it as a right and a wrong in the same week. It's going to be some kind of a record! I guess it's not that crazy since this is only the second time we've done this segment, but um, yeah, we got a first timer here. She, uh, she was on the rights earlier, and now she's wrong because she did a video of herself, which is her favorite thing to do, because she's an Instagram influencer, not a congresswoman. And it was all about explaining the term Latin X. So let's hear what she had to say about it. I also have a mini rant about this because there are some politicians, including Democratic politicians, that rail against the term Latinx. And they're like, this is so bad. This is so bad for the party, like blah, blah, blah. And like, it's almost as though it has not struck some of these folks that another person's identity is not about your reelection prospects. All right. I just got to stop her there because I I just, I don't know what it is, but I can't even just take the the cadence at which this lady talks. It was so bad and some of the things and people just don't know and blah, blah, blah. All right. let Let her keep going. Like, this is not about you. If putting a little X on your campaign literature is what you think is the difference between winning or losing an election, you need to talk about healthcare more. You need to raise people's wages. You need to talk about more issues that also matter to people. That being said, why are people opting for trying to use Latine over Latinx? Well, Latinx can be convenient in written form because you just put down an X and people can kind of mentally put in whatever vowel they identify with. Um, But it's kind of hard to say. So Latine, you avoid the masculine O, you avoid the feminine A. Latine, E, is a little more neutral, so it can be more inclusive to people, for example, saying nosotres. That being said, if you don't want to use it, no one's forcing you to, but for for people who enjoy trying to figure out language and have it meet the modern age, that's kind of where it's at. Uh, uh, what? If you don't want to use it, nobody's forcing you to? I thought that was the whole point of her stupid little post that she did there about it. What do you think you're trying to do? You're trying to force these people into adopting in a completely new form of language. You and the rest of the fragile left um, are so obsessed with this gender fluid nonsense that's going on these days that you're now trying to recreate languages that have been gender based languages for the entire existence of said language. So you're not trying to force them into it. You're just trying to guilt 
trip them or you're trying to shame them into using X on their campaign literature or whatever you're talking about. Latina, Latinx, Latio, whatever you, what are you talking about? You're a waste of time. I'm surprised she didn't have those ginormous glasses on trying to make herself look smarter too while she was doing this thing. Like, unbelievable. You know what I felt like after after she was giving us that explanation? I, I thought we were going to hear this pop in on us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Very, very well said. Absolutely. And further note, only 3% of people that are Hispanic actually use this term, and I would assume that that's all 3% that probably lives in Washington, D.C. area and uh, is just like diehard political leftists like AOC herself. And only one out of four Hispanics have actually even heard of this nonsense Latinx or Latinx. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I think that's a funnier way to say it. But anyways, uh, huge, 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 huge wrong there. All right. And I guess this will lead us to our number one wrong of the week. And for that, we are going to go to our pronoun lunatic that is going to tell us why she's wrong right here. Happy Pride, everybody. I already mentioned this in my story, but um, I've added a new set of pronouns to the pronouns that I'm comfortable being called. I've been sitting on Faye Fair Fair's pronouns for a while. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Faye Fair Fair? It's not fair that we have to try and adopt your nonsense language. Uh, Sorry, sorry. And honestly, kind of psyching myself out about it. I'm like, oh, do I really want to, like, change this again? And then I, like, realized, I was like, who cares? Like, if I decide that I don't like them, I can just stop using them. My other thing about this new set of pronouns is that I would only like for queer and trans people to use them for me. Cishet people, they, them. Queer and or trans people, you can use they, them, or fayfair. It's all good with me. I'm excited because Fay Fair pronouns make me feel very affirmed in my not feeling like a person. <laughs> Fay Fair, cis head, fur, queer. What, what? What is this person talking about? And yes, you are a person. Sorry. You are a crazy person. I will affirm that for you. How about that? And how. how how about the fact that she thinks that um, she's going to go by a certain set of pronouns only for people that are like gay, lesbian, I think, like whatever that meant. That That's the way I interpret it. But us, uh, you know, straight white man over here can't refer to her as as whatever that new one was. Fur queen, fur burger, fluff monster. I don't know. Whatever the hell it is. But I can't use that term for her because I'm not gay. Only the gay people can call her the, um, the sissy K Q header, whatever. <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous this is the, the world that we're living in today ladies and gentlemen so there you have it our number one wrong of the week is the pronoun lunatic <laughs> oh 
All right. So I'm not sure if you guys heard about this one or not, but how about the fact that, uh, what was it, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago now, there was a drag show for children, a, a, a kid-friendly drag show held at a gay bar in Dallas, Texas. This sparked a lot of outrage on the right here. Uh, so that's why me and Truth over there have heard about this. And we are currently in a fun little Twitter thread debate with a couple of leftist lunatics who are trying to support this type of thing. So in case you haven't seen or heard this yet, um, why don't we just go ahead and let the clip do the uh, talking for us here for a little bit. Juice, you got this one ready for us? All right. Fire away. So we just got done with the Drag Your Kid to Pride event at Mr. Mr. in downtown Dallas. And I am here with... Noelle Sinclair. And what is your name? I am Arielle Diamonds. How do you think the event went today? I think it was amazing. I never get to like perform in front of children. It's like performing in front of children. I have like six other younger siblings. So it was, it was very emotional. I loved it. It was probably one of the best shows I've ever done. What do you say to the conservative parents that wouldn't bring their children to an event like this? Why? Here's the thing. I don't think that there is any kind of issue with exposing children to this because especially if you if your child is in the community or you may think they are. I just, I just think that drag is educational. <laughs> uh, yes, it, it certainly is educational for us. Uh, it's educational for me, and uh, I've been educated very, very strongly as to what not to bring my kids to. Um, this is insane. For those, uh, obviously, we're, we're an audio-only podcast at the moment, so you can't see that there's a giant sign behind this little walkway that they created for their drag queens that says it doesn't lick itself. There's children all over the place. Luckily, in the uh, in the video from Fleckus Talks on YouTube, it has all the kids' faces like uh, crossed out or, or blacked out or whatever, so you, you don't actually see them. But there are literally like like parents holding babies on the sides. Uh, I'd say the kids mostly are seven, eight, nine, ten years old, that age group, all standing there. As these drag queens are walking up and down in front of them, shaking their butts, uh, scantily dressed. And th this, as this goes on, kids start putting money in their thongs, in their, in their clothes, like handing them money. Like this is a strip club. It, I don't understand how anybody justifies it, but I guess uh, why don't we go back to the video and hear what these parents that were there had to say. Do you think that exposing uh, children to drag will lead children to do drag in the future in the long run? No, they don't want to do drag. I'm a gay man and I don't want to do drag. <laughs> so I don't think, no, absolutely not. It's not yeah. grooming. It's not, you will be what, you're, what you are. We're not going to turn you into something else because you come and see this event. <laughs> Seriously? They, they say that with a straight face, these parents. I mean, wh where's our common sense? You guys know the show is called Right and Wrong. For a reason, right? And, and that I try to take that approach of common sense. We don't need to overanalyze this entire process, every, every little debate that we have in society, in politics, even in sports. Everything is overanalyzed. This is common sense, people. 
what you expose your children to is going to affect how they turn out in life, what type of people they turn into, what decisions they end up making as they grow old. So, of course, this is going to affect what your children turn into and become and, and, and aspire to be when you're bringing them to this at such a young, impressionable age. And this is for you, adults, that are bringing them there. This is for your enjoyment, pleasure, and uh, because you're seeking affirmation in your lifestyle choices from these children. Even the ones that people that are there that aren't gay. It's because you have some sort of thing in your head that that believes that this is the way to support somebody who has a sexual preference that is different than 90%, 95% of society, of civilization throughout history. Like this is not what you should be exposing your children to. This is not what we should be molding our future generations with think about like like there's a reason why you wouldn't put your kids in front of a rated r film right because that's going to make an, an impression on your child no matter how many times you try and tell him or her or it or whatever it's identifying as these days <laughs> that's going to make an impression on them and i'm not trying to sit here all high and mighty i've exposed my kids to plenty of things that i probably shouldn't have some you know because maybe I was like, ah, this isn't a big deal. And some just without even thinking about about it enough. But I would like to think that bringing them to a strip bar, a strip club meant for gay adults, geared, quote unquote, towards kids or not, would be pretty much common sense to know that that's not the appropriate place to bring a child. All right, let's let's see if these uh, if the rest of the people that are being spoken to agree with uh, my take that I just made there. Do you think exposing children to drag will result in more um, kids doing drag eventually? I think so, um, and and I hope so because like I, like I said, it's the biggest confidence booster. Like, yes, it can be negative at times, but but I I think that drag builds confidence. Do you think exposing kids to drag will make more people more children go into drag eventually? I feel like yes because I feel drag is such like an art form. There's so much dancing, there's hair, there's wigs, there's makeup. There's so many things that kids will like will love to experience with. So I feel like a lot of kids will want to like dabble in everything that's going on in like drag. Do you think uh, exposing children to drag will lead them to do drag in the future themselves? Potentially, if if someone's really into fashion or they see themselves up there with those queens. And I think that could be amazing. Uh, yeah, so I think they all agree too. So those, those first, um, ones that you heard at the beginning that said, I, I'm a gay man and I wouldn't want to do drag or, or the, or the woman there who, who also said like kids are going to make their own choices when they grow old. Uh, I think everybody else there who honestly answered the reporter, they know what this is doing to people. They know what this is doing to the kids' minds. And that's the point. That's why they're doing it. Wake up. I don't understand how you can support that and twist it any way you want i hear that people try to say like oh well you bring you bring kids to the beach and there's people in bikinis and and people with no shirts on it's the context my friends it's all relative you're out there it's it's swimming at a beach it's going and hanging out playing on the beach it's not geared towards watching those people in their bikinis and bathing suits strut up and down in front of you shaking 
gyrating and posing right in front of your kids as you put money down their pants. That's a pretty big difference. So don't come in here with that nonsense either, trying to act like it's the same thing. But that's the uh, that's the left's playbook. They try and twist it around, flip it around. We're talking about a gay bar inviting children into it in the middle of the afternoon and putting on a performance with scantily dressed men as women acting out these sexual fantasies of their parents while they're uh, dancing, strutting, and moving around in, in front of these impressionable children. Absolutely insane. You should be ashamed of yourself dancing for little children. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the show again. Your favorite segment of the day, or maybe second favorite segment of the day now that we've added the rights and wrongs. Who knows? But it's the original, the OG of the favorite segments of the day, if you will. It is our come on, man, segment of the day. And I already highlighted in the open what we're going to be discussing on this one, but you'll never guess what's going on. Apparently, uh, some food supply company that's sponsored by Uber or Amazon or some nonsense like that uh, is coming out with or has come out in honor of Pride Month with an exclusive menu dedicated to those that are in the audience out there aspiring to be bottoms. The ones who have to think about things like what they ate tonight in order to um, <laughs> prepare themselves for uh, sodomy, for, for anal penetration. So now that you got that picture in your mind, we're going to play this clip for you and um, break it down a little bit like only the right and wrong show can. So without further ado, Juice, why don't you get us going with that avocado that is in... <laughs> bondage gear in the uh the peach representing the so-called bottoms out there <sighs> god help us what are you eating this pride well if you're a top it seems like you can eat whatever you want but if you're a bottom you're expected to starve Aww. not this pride introducing the bottom friendly menu from postmates huh? We teamed up with Dr. Evan Goldstein from Bespoke Surgical to bring you a menu of bottom-friendly foods backed by science. Insoluble fiber won't help you feel cute, so avoid things like whole grains, wheat bran, cauliflower, potatoes, legumes. Hold up. Are you just fully diving into those beans? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, who? anybody who's going out on a date or, or hanging out with a significant other or something like that, why are you diving into beans anyways? I mean, I'm... I'm not trying to do what these people are trying to do, but I'm not diving into any beans either. Who wants to be uh, worrying about that when they're trying to get intimate, if you will? <laughs> All right. G go ahead, Juice. W whatever else we have left. The problem with these foods is they don't dissolve in water, which could cause a traffic jam in your digestive system, making a mess of your evening. Speaking of messy, it's a good idea to avoid dairy. I cannot handle lactose right now. Look at it. If you're going to eat something insoluble, give your body about 24 hours to process all of it. Eat me. Soluble fibers and protein are the key to having some good, clean fun. These all digest easily and slowly while feeding your good gut bacteria, which makes sushi a great bottom-friendly option. There's no right or wrong way to bottom. 
But if you're planning on getting peachy this Pride, the bottom-friendly menu on Postmates has the kinds of foods that can keep you feeling good. Are you organic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't know what it says about me. Maybe it's, uh, I, I don't know, but I couldn't help myself but sit here kind of dancing along. I was I was bobbing my shoulders, fist pumping away, just listening to the music. I mean, I was lucky enough that I wasn't watching the audio, I mean, the, the video uh, in full. I was only listening to the audio just like you guys, but that uh, little little theme song, the don'ts, 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 that kind of was getting to me, a little bit catchy there. I just wish it wasn't advertising uh, bottom-friendly foods. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I forgot about that, too. I will give them credit, though, for saying right and wrong. There's no right and wrong way to be a bottom. Uh, yeah, that's true. There is no right way to be. There's a wrong way to be, just just being one in general. Sorry. Um, but... Oh, man. I can't believe that that's where we've come to in this world, in this day and age. That That's out there, that's a commercial, and nobody seems to have a problem with it. Just makes me think of that quote that we used in our episode a while back in the early days of the Right and Wrong show that Mr. John Adams said, the Constitution was designed for only, only a moral and religious people. Uh, somehow I don't think that the proponents of the bottom <laughs> friendly menu ad and a campaign are very moral and, and just they're definitely not sexually moral they, they have no sexual morals so uh i guess i can't speak for the rest of it but just judging from that i would uh think that we can at least call them into question so um postmates as you heard in the in the video in the uh, audio there, you, my friends, have earned yourselves one big, fat, classic. Come on, man. And that'll do it, mercifully, for today's show. I had a lot of fun today. I hope you did. Um, don't forget, I know I didn't really mention them too much today because I don't want to beat you guys over the head with it, but we, the Patriots, USA.org, please check them out. Consider throwing a couple bucks to my case that we're trying to fund against the Boston public school system for trying to trans the uh, children here in Boston. So if you can, we'd really appreciate that. Other than that, Juice, you got anything else? I don't think I have anything else other than thanks for having me. The Right and Wrong Show is produced by Juice. Executive producer, Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. Wardrobe and makeup by Ashley Ruka. Right and Wrong Song, created by Juice. The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka.